Is there something wrong? Warning. Life support failure on all decks. Abandon ship. Maybe it is time to take command. Bridge to Captain. Join Jan Shaw updating current events as only Jan can. Library computer. Data being received. Produced by CosmicReality.com Hello and welcome to this week's Cosmic Creating Show. My name is Jan Shaw, the Success Alchemist. You can find me at thesuccessalchemist.net on Facebook and YouTube, Jan Shaw, the Success Alchemist. On Twitter, at Coach Jan Shaw. On Truth Social, Success Alchemist. And on Telegram, US UK Patriot. Today is the 9th of December, 2023. And the title of today's show is Satanists in the Crosshairs, Psychopaths are Losing. And I want to start today's show just with a reminder about using discernment. Anything I present on my weekly show is done with the intention of sharing information, but I don't necessarily endorse everything in the articles that I provide to you. And that's because sometimes uh, misinformation is spread deliberately to put the, the black hats off the scent of what's really going on and what the white hats are doing. But also, no one person knows everything. And even they may have been fed misinformation. So my message is always use your discernment. And what is discernment? Well, discernment to me is your intuition. And, you know, if you tune in to the energy, because everything is energy, of things that you see, things that you hear, articles that you read... And just pick up on whether it feels right or if there's kind of an unease or um, an off energy about it. So, as I say, I'm not guaranteeing everything that I share with you today or in any other shows is going to be 100% true. I can't possibly do that because I'd have to be in a million places at once in order to verify it. But, um, you know, I'm relying on you to be discerning and to decide what feels right to you and what doesn't. So I want to start today with the Ben Fulford Report, as I often do. And the title of this week's report, and of course it was put out Monday, so it's a few days out of date now, but that's um, the routine with, with Ben Fulford. It was published on the 4th. The title is US President, Pope, King of England and Emperor of Japan all about to fall. The world is undergoing the biggest changes in centuries, if not millennia. When the dust settles, the US President, the Pope, the King of England and the Emperor of Japan are all likely to be removed. Also, the last of the Satanists will be hunted down and brought to justice and their remaining Swiss Israeli and U.S. fortresses will suffer a Masada-like fall. This is what senior Asian secret society sources predict. 
The signs of this are everywhere. Last week, for example, saw leaders from nearly 200 countries and around 100,000 delegates gather in Dubai for COP28 with begging cups in their hands. EU chief Ursula von der Leyen tweeted, In climate finance, we have to move from billions to trillions. King Charles demanded that taxpayers around the globe cough up $5 trillion every year in order to advance the globalist net zero agenda. And there's a tweet from Ursula von der Leyen. In climate finance, we have to move from billions to trillions. To get there, we need new sources of revenues, new levies, green bonds, and of course, carbon pricing. And we need more than ever strong partnerships like with Global Gateway. Their attempts to grab green money from Western countries has already led Canada's Alberta province to openly revolt against the Castrudeau-KM proxy government. All the green money they managed to get was about $500 million, or one two-hundredth of the $100 billion pledged during China's October Belt and Road Party. This too was far from the trillions of dollars expected by many. This is because before she was killed, Queen Elizabeth reached an agreement with Asian secret societies that instead of the fraudulent carbon causes global warming, humanity's goal would be to increase the amount and variety of life, including human life. Her successor as head of the Committee of 300 agrees. He is a European royal who is not descended from William the Conqueror. This individual claims he will go public in the new year. In any case, when the fake President Joe Biden met with Chinese leader Xi Jinping in San Francisco last month, the Asians told the Rockefeller-Rothschild-Kazarian mafia, you have had 110 years since the founding of the Federal Reserve Board, so now it's our turn. That is why Rockefeller's proxy, Anthony Blinken, looks so scared as the talks concluded. The Asians and their Western White Hat allies plan to announce a multi-trillion dollar new East-West-North-South plan to end poverty and stop environmental destruction, probably during 2024. They will follow that by taking all the money that was being used for wars and spending on a new war against ageing and death. First, though, will come some huge political changes. While the world has been focused on the Khazarian Mafia orchestrated wars in Ukraine and Gaza, East Asia has begun the biggest political changes since the fall of the last Japanese shogun and the last Chinese emperor. For example, a surprising solution to the Taiwan issue has been reached that calls for Taiwan to be returned to Japanese control, according to senior Asian secret society sources. In this plan, the million or so mainland Chinese who fled there after the communist revolution will return to China. The sources say Naoshi Onodera is set to become emperor of Japan and that the current Japanese imperial family will abdicate. This information comes from anonymous royal Asian sources, but there are public signs it is for real. 
Last week, Crown Prince Akishino held a highly unusual press conference where he told reporters that, quote, a review of official royal duties was needed, end quote. He also hinted members of his family would not be moving into the new $50 million palace just completed at government expense. Another very unusual sign is the Freemason headquarters in Tokyo have been shut down. You can confirm this from their own website. While they say it was for renovation, our sources say they have been evicted. The other sign is a crackdown on the Abe faction in the Japanese ruling party by public prosecutors. This is related to a crash of an Osprey craft that killed eight U.S. servicemen. The names of the people who died have not been made public, but speculation is that some senior generals were killed. The crash was followed by headlines in Japanese newspapers saying Japan-U.S. alliance may be hurt by Osprey crash. Japanese right-wingers explain that both incidents are part of an attack on the Choshu clan of southern Japan. The Choshu clan was used to colonize Japan during the Meiji era. The Japanese say a fake Meiji emperor was then married to a Habsburg princess to create the current imperial line as a proxy for ruling Japan. This proxy is now being removed, meaning over 150 years of colonial rule in Japan is ending. The North Koreans are also on the warpath. They are planning to use their control of many of Japan's ninkyo, disparagingly called Yakuza, organizations to make big changes. This is what is behind news articles with headlines like de facto North Korean ruler Kim Yo-young saying North Korea will never sit down with the U.S. for dialogue. She is fully aware the Americans killed her brother Kim Jong-un with electromagnetic weapons when he agreed to meet Donald Trump. The North Koreans now have over a 100 nuclear missiles capable of hitting the U.S., so nuclear blackmail will no longer stop them from reunifying the Korean peninsula. In the future, there may be a Korean-Japanese royal marriage that would unify Korea, Japan and Taiwan, the Asian sources say. The trigger for all these moves was the realisation the vaccine campaign carried out in East Asia and much of the rest of the world was mass murder by the KM. We will have to wait and see if all this comes to pass, but in my decades of reporting, I've never heard so many aggressive statements from so many different and senior sources. In Europe and the US, meanwhile, very visible changes are already taking place. The announcement of the death of Henry Kissinger is part of this. He actually died a few years ago. The KM were using CGI holograms, avatars and blue screens. Now he is officially dead, CIA sources say. In any case, the official announcement is seen as a sign some sort of major changes are about to happen. Henry Kissinger was a top enforcer for the KM who carried out mass murder around the world. Yale University historian Greg Grandin estimates that Kissinger's actions from 1969 through 1976 alone meant the end of between three and four million people. He also systematically killed world leaders who refused to bow to KM corporate interests over a period of decades. 
Kissinger worked for David Rockefeller Sr. and Klaus Schwab. What he did to Chile with the installation of Pinochet is an example of the sort of thing he did all over the world, including to supposed allies like Japan and Australia. He was responsible for the death of multiple Japanese prime ministers and also tried very hard to have me killed. Good riddance. His death signals the defeat of the Knights of Malta and their Western military-industrial complex. This is now visible for all to see. The Ukrainians have lost about 500,000 men, the equivalent to the entire British, French, German and Italian armies combined. The West has now run out of weapons and ammunition. The German armed forces can only last a maximum of two days in a battle, says Johann Waderfall, German deputy of the Christian Democratic Union, CDU party. French generals say the same is true of their army. This is also true of the US armed forces. The Defense Department has ordered an additional aircraft to carry a strike group, air defenses, fighter jets, and hundreds of troops to the Middle East. The problem, the Pentagon has no money to pay for the build-up. Colonel Douglas McGregor has repeatedly pointed out the US military is now unable to properly wage war. Well, that's no bad thing. This is because the US government has no money. To understand just how bankrupt the US is, take a look at the following charts. The first one shows US banks are insolvent. If they didn't cook their books, most of them, especially the big ones, would have to declare bankruptcy immediately. The second shows the US Treasury Department is bankrupt. Treasury prices have fallen by 50% because the Chinese and Japanese are now ready to finally pull the plug on the U.S. corporation. A decade ago, they held more than 22% of U.S. government bonds. Today, it's 7%, so their exposure has been minimized. U.S. homeowners are in trouble too. Pending home sales in October dropped to the lowest level since the National Association of Realtors began tracking them in 2001. In a sign the rich are the only ones who benefit from the current system, only sales of homes priced above $750,000 have been increasing. The loss of home equity will further impoverish Americans who have already lost more than half their real purchasing power since 2008. The lack of money means the current regimes of most Western countries are not being taken seriously by the rest of the world anymore. Germany is a typical example. The Germans are being laughed at by the whole world because they lack sovereignty. Russian President Vladimir Putin says. He said that as German President Frank-Walter Steinmeier was snubbed at the airport after landing for an official state visit to Qatar. History shows that bankruptcy leads to regime change, so expect Biden, the fake rubber-masked Pope, Emmanuel Macron de Rothschild and many others to go. The first is likely to be the Rothschild puppet Ukrainian leader Vladimir Zelensky. Russian FSB sources say they have found out the plan is to fake Zelensky's death, blame it on Russia and then replace him with General Valery Zalutsny. A campaign to change him from hero to villain has already begun in the corporate media to prepare the ground. 
Instead of talking about kickbacks from celebrities, though it would be nice if they talked about the mass murder of Ukrainians he is responsible for. Regardless, the Ukrainian state itself may not survive. It is now being blockaded by Poland, Romania, Bulgaria, Slovakia and Hungary because cheap Ukrainian grain is bankrupting their entire agricultural sector. Slovak truckers have joined their Polish counterparts by blocking the country's main border crossing point with Ukraine. Meanwhile, after waiting for more than two weeks to cross the Polish-Ukrainian border at the Kortsowa Krakowicz checkpoint, Ukrainian drivers have announced that they are preparing to go on hunger strike. Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban is now about to finally kick the block over the precipice. We are heading toward a major crisis, one EU official said. This situation has come about because the EU and US said there must be no trade with Russia, the BRICS and China, the FSB sources say. This is forcing Ukrainian farmers to dump their produce in the EU, meaning most EU farmers won't survive this competition. The only way to end this crisis is to reach a peace agreement so that their grain can flow east and south again, the FSB says. Things are also coming to a head in Israel. Last week, the leaders of the CIA and Mossad met Qatari Prime Minister Mohammed bin Abdulrahman Al Thani and Egyptian officials to ask for Qatar to continue Hamas financial aid. Why would the head of Mossad ask for aid for Hamas, you wonder? French journalist Thierry Maison explains. Hamas and Benjamin Netanyahu, far from being enemies, are acting in concert with no regard for the lives of Palestinians or Israelis. The Muslim Brotherhood is a political secret society organised by British intelligence services on the model of the United Grand Lodge of England. It was gradually taken over by the CIA to the point of being represented on the US National Security Council. The entire operation of Hamas and Israel is led by Americans, perhaps under the direction of the Straussian Elliot Abrams and his Vandenberg Coalition, a think tank which succeeded the project for a new American century. British intelligence say it was the Germans who created the Muslim Brotherhood after World War I to disrupt British and French colonial governments in the Middle East. The Gestapo, George Bush DVD branch of the CIA, took it over after World War II. So the CIA and Mossad were in Qatar saying, give us money or we will kill hostages. The answer was, no, we will not submit to blackmail. You will face war crimes trials. The war criminal Netanyahu is probably going to go down with guns blazing rather than be hung. He is going down, though, that is for sure. Meanwhile, his overlords, the Rothschilds, are trying to put on a nice face. Linda Rothschild recently appeared on TV promising AI is going to change everything for good or for ill. Why don't we ask ourselves, how can AI help us address the structural deficiencies in our economic system? How can AI make our economy work for all? And how can AI help create a society where it is not us and them? I'm calling for a joint declaration of the public sector and the private sector for the common good.
We have to think about our essential social compact with society. It's a root and branch reform of the economy. They also appear to be using AI to run the media and politics for them. Sports Illustrated has been busted using AI-generated journalists to write AI-generated articles and then freaked out and deleted the evidence after one of their web devs dropped the dime on them. Now we are getting reports California Governor Gavin Newsom may be an AI-controlled humanoid robot. Tucker Carlson says... His palms don't sweat, his respiration doesn't increase, his body temperature doesn't change. Nothing changes in Newsom when he lies to your face, and there are not many people like that. John Rappaport, meanwhile, on his paid blog, reports, while defending his policy of permitting violent male prisoners who identify as women to be transferred to women's prisons in California, Governor Gavin Newsom suddenly blurted out, I don't exist. I'm an AI programmed by the Disney Corporation. Networks temporarily cut off the live feed. This is the same Newsom who oversaw the grabbing of homeless people off the streets so their organs could be removed and sold. Our special forces source tells us they found hundreds, not thousands as we previously reported, of bodies of homeless who had been dismembered and had their organs removed. It seems an AI decided it was logical to turn unproductive homeless people into profitable meat and organ products. The KM are also using another probable AI, Joe Biden, to threaten, look, my Marine has a code to blow up the world. So be sceptical when the Rothschilds say, we will use AI to be nice now, so please don't kill us. They should have said that before they tried to kill us. War crimes trials are about to begin. The mass murderer Anthony Fauci has been forced to agree to testify in Congress on the US response to the COVID-19 pandemic and the origins of the virus in China. Perhaps they should ask him about his earlier statement about HIV that went, you take an infectious agent and you introduce it into a population. Also, it turns out, the new so-called epidemic of mycoplasma pneumoniae, also termed white lung syndrome, is caused by the COVID vaccines as revealed by Pfizer themselves, and it's listed in Pfizer's adverse events report. The other thing they will need to testify about is their systemic mass murder of children to harvest adrenochrome. In the latest evidence of this, Turkish news outlets report that when 50,000 Yemeni Jews were transported to Israel in 1949-50, to 5,000 babies were forcibly separated from their mothers immediately after birth, and later they were told that their children had died without any further information. Apart from being mass murderers, the KM are incompetent economic managers – their attempt to force everybody to switch to electric cars is a glaring example. A new report from Consumer Reports found that electric vehicles have almost 80% more problems and are generally less reliable than conventional internal combustion engine cars. 
a group of 4,000 auto dealers from around the USA wrote a letter to warn that electric vehicle demand today is not keeping up with the large influx of BEVs arriving at our dealerships, even with deep price cuts, manufacturing incentives and generous government incentives. Buyers find them too expensive to maintain, don't have easy access to charging stations, are concerned about the loss of driving range in cold or hot weather, have long daily commutes and don't have the extra time to charge the battery, etc. Truck buyers are especially put off by the dramatic loss of range. No wonder Ford plans to cancel or postpone $12 billion in investments related to electric vehicles. It's only a matter of time before Tesla makes a similar announcement. How about switching to hydrogen, Mr. Musk? That's the end of Ben Fulver's report. And I now want to move on to the subject of psychopaths are losing. And the first section of this relates to the COVID-19 vaccines. The first article is from... Lioness of Judah's substack, and it's uh, called Exposing the Darkness. And the title of the article is Pfizer Lawsuit Awakens US to Mass COVID-19 Vax Murders. And it's from information that was shared by Karen Kingston. Karen Kingston is a biotech analyst and former Pfizer employee who says Texas AG Ken Paxton's recent lawsuit is charging Pfizer for many lies about their COVID-19 vax being safe and effective. Kingston contends this is going to begin a great awakening to the murders and disease caused by these injections. Many doctors now say the COVID-19 vax did not help a single person. Let that sink in. Kingston explains what Paxton and his team are going to do is expose thousands and thousands of lies that you were told by Pfizer and specifically CEO Albert Bourla. Albert Bourla went on a campaign of deception and a lying spree that resulted in a killing spree and Bourla knew it. Ken Paxton and his legal team are charging Pfizer under the Deceptive Trade Practices Act of Texas There are five counts they are being charged with across 18 violations. The 95% efficacy was not what you thought it was. There was no evidence that it would stop transmission and infecting others. There was no evidence it worked against the variants. Then there was the charge of scheming to suppress the truth about the failing vaccine. This is huge. How big is this? Kingston says it could be $350 billion in fines for Pfizer and they cannot get out of this by going bankrupt. Kingston goes on to say, I think the actual truth is you were not injected with a vaccine. The immune response you got, and they called it a robust response, is really your body's response to being poisoned to foreign material that is in your body. It's genetic material as well as inorganic material. This is not a vaccine, and people were involved in criminal human experimentation, as were their children. They were experimented on with a biotechnology pathogen. This is per our National Institutes of Health and our U.S. military. 
Kingston started warning about the death and dangers of this COVID-19 vax more than two years ago on usawatchdog.com. She called the COVID-19 vax poison, and the millions of deaths and injuries worldwide prove her right. Sadly, Kingston will continue to be right. She says the peak in disabilities won't happen until 2025, and peak deaths from the COVID-19 injections come after that. Kingston says, I also predicted that people will be dying from aggressive cancers and large cancer tumours out of nowhere. I also said this is criminal. You can sue Pfizer and you can have criminal charges against Pfizer. I think we're going to get a great awakening to do that and people do not have to remain a victim. This is murder and it is no different than me having a cupcake company and I put cyanide in the cupcakes and I did not expose to you my natural ingredients. That's murder. Slay News reports leaked New Zealand vax data exposes 10 million worldwide deaths. This was published the 8th. The explosive secret information recently leaked by a New Zealand government whistleblower has exposed a staggering 10 million deaths around the world, a top data expert has warned. As Slay News reported, Barry Young, a database administrator for the New Zealand government's health department, Te Watu Ora, went public with secret data that exposes the number of citizens who have died after receiving COVID mRNA shots. According to the pool of data exposed by Young, 20% of the country's vaccinated population has now died. Initially identifying himself as Winston Smith, of course he was a character in 1984, Young exposed official government data that shows the nation's spike in excess deaths is associated with the COVID injection campaign. Like many other countries around the world, New Zealand has suffered an unprecedented spike in excess deaths over the past two years. Due to strict mandates and heavy government pressure during the COVID pandemic, the vast majority of the New Zealand population is fully vaccinated. Official data shows that 95.8% of the eligible New Zealand population aged 12 and over have received one dose of the COVID mRNA shots, while a staggering 94.7% of the eligible New Zealand population aged 12 and over are considered to be fully vaccinated. After his whistleblowing went viral around the world, Young's home was raided by authorities and he was arrested. He was charged with accessing a computer system for dishonest purposes. The whistleblower is now facing up to seven years in prison for going public with the anonymized data. However, many have now noted that the fact that Young has been arrested for publishing the information only confirms its authenticity. Since the data was published, the New Zealand government has been scrambling to stop it from spreading online. The government's health agency, Te Watu Ora, has been granted an injunction that prevents any publication of the data leaked by Young. Nevertheless, the information has already gone viral. Among those to analyse the data published by Young is data expert and founder of the Vaccine Safety Research Foundation, VSRF, Steve Kirsch. In a breakdown on his substack, 
Kirsch warns that the data suggests that 10 million people have also died around the world. According to Young, most of the people in New Zealand were vaccinated with Pfizer's COVID shots. Kirsch notes that this information can be used to expand on the data pool to calculate the global death toll. He is so confident in his calculation that he has issued a challenge to anyone who can dispute his findings. Kirsch said he's willing to bet a cool $1 million that he is correct. I offered to bet anyone a $1 million on the same terms as my bet with Sar Wilf that the New Zealand data is legit and it shows the vaccines increase risk of death, Kirsch writes. Nobody seems interested in taking my money, which means all of them have no confidence whatsoever in their criticisms. The NZMH whistleblower, Oracle database admin Barry Young, is a hero, he added. He knew he would risk his life and could spend the rest of his life in jail, but he made the courageous move to expose the data for all to see. This is a highly commendable act of public service. He basically threw the rest of his life away in order to save the lives of others. Why else do you think he would do that? Nobody can explain it. Kirsch argues that investigations should be launched into the explosive information leaked by Young. However, he notes that like the corporate media, politicians have remained silent on the expose. They tried to give this to lawmakers, but nobody would meet with them, he said. Young worked on a programme logging vaccine compensation for providers. Due to his unique access, Young was able to pinpoint how deaths began occurring shortly after the vaccine rollout. The IT specialist made these revelations in a recent interview with investigative journalist Liz Gunn. During the interview, Young discussed how he had made the correlation between shots administered and subsequent deaths. When I was looking at the data, which is part of my job, I noticed some discrepancies with the dates of death, people dying within a week of being vaccinated, the whistleblower told Gunn. And this is Pfizer's batch number one. We've had 711 from batch number one vaccinated. 152 of those died, which makes a 21% death rate, mortality rate. Gunn said, looking at the data, which Young confirmed was correct. These are real people, Young added. These are real numbers. This is government data. So the top V1 has vaccinated 246 people and 60 of them are now no longer with us. That is nearly 25%, Gunn noted. One in four, nearly one in four, that that person is vaccinated is now dead, Young confirmed. Young said while some batches of AstraZeneca and Moderna COVID shots were administered, those injections were only few and far between. Mostly it's Pfizer. Mostly it's Pfizer in New Zealand, Young confirmed. And then we have a Vigilant Fox report. Dr Robert Malone red pills members of the UK Parliament about four major COVID vaccine lies. This is from the 6th of December. Testifying before colleagues and UK Parliament members, mRNA vaccine pioneer Dr Robert Malone declared, instead of informed consent about the truth of these products, we were given a series of lies. Lie number one, the COVID vaccines are safe and effective, a repeated slogan Dr Malone calls propaganda. Lie two, the contents of the COVID shots stay in the arm, 
They knew that these products deployed all throughout the body, said Dr. Malone. Lie number three, mRNA lasts in the body for a short period of time. We now know that these products remain in your body and remain biologically active for an undetermined period of time, or at least weeks and probably months. Another lie, rebuked Dr. Malone. Lie four, no one will be safe until everyone is vaccinated. Pfizer admitted to MEP Rob Roos that they never tested if the jab stopped transmission. Dr. Malone expressed that this series of falsehoods was employed to justify the use of experimental products with high profit margins. These products aim to show the safety and efficacy of a vaccine platform technology, mRNA, which could then be applied for additional purposes. More mRNA shots. And then the last one on this topic is uh, the Hatchard report. Korean studies indicate what our government is hiding. This was December 5th. And what the whistleblower wanted to warn us about, a tsunami of health issues. He's actually referring to the New Zealand whistleblower again. But I'm not going to cover that part of the article because I've already done that. The Korean National Health Insurance Service tabulates health data of the whole population, including vaccination status, which allows researchers to compare the ongoing health outcomes of the vaccinated with the unvaccinated. Precisely the information our government is referring to the UK here is hiding from independent researchers and public scrutiny, comparative data which we have been requesting they release. So what have they found in Korea? Researchers have released a preprint paper entitled Hematologic Abnormalities After COVID-19 Vaccination, a large Korean population-based cohort study. Hematologic diseases are diseases of the blood and blood-forming organs. The researchers randomly selected half of the population of Seoul, around 4.2 million people, aged 20 and above, and identified people who had received treatment for a range of blood disorders. They excluded people who had a history of blood disorders prior to the study period and then compared the rate of development of blood disorders among the vaccinated and unvaccinated over a three-month period. The researchers concluded... This study demonstrated the haematologic adverse events associated with COVID-19 vaccination using real-world data. The cumulative incidence rate of nutritional anemia, aplastic anemia and coagulation defects significantly and constantly increased for three months after the COVID-19 vaccination compared to the non-vaccinated group. Another study from Korea entitled The Spectrum of Non-Fatal Immune-Related Adverse Events Following COVID-19 Vaccination, the Population-Based Cohort Study in Seoul, South Korea, analysed official health data for Seoul residents between 2020 and 2021 and examined the cumulative incidence rates of non-fatal health outcomes among the vaccinated group, which included... 1,748,136 individuals compared to the non-vaccinated group, which included 289,579 individuals. The study compared these cumulative incidence rates of non-fatal conditions in the following areas. 
gynecological, hematological, dermatological, ophthalmological, otological, that's to do with the hearing, dental problems. Subjects with a history of these illnesses were excluded from the analysis. The researchers concluded the cumulative incidence rates of these conditions at three months following COVID-19 vaccination were significantly higher in vaccinated subjects than in non-vaccinated subjects, except for endometriosis. A third study of the same official career health data, which we have already reported, found higher incidence of eight musculoskeletal conditions among the vaccinated when compared to the unvaccinated, including plantar fasciitis, Achilles tendonitis, bursitis, rotator cuff syndrome, HIVD, spondylosis, adhesive capsulitis, decurvain tenosynovitis. The researchers concluded individuals who received COVID-19 vaccines either mRNA, viral vector or mixing and matching, were found to be more likely to be diagnosed with inflammatory musculoskeletal disorders compared to those who did not. Our results provide detailed information on the adverse reactions after COVID-19 vaccination. This information will be useful in clarifying adverse reactions to COVID-19 vaccines and educating people about the potential risk of inflammatory musculoskeletal disorders based on their vaccination status. I don't really need to explain much about these results, do I? They speak for themselves. These studies analyse the rates of some specific health outcomes for millions of people following COVID vaccination. The researchers concluded that a very wide range of concerning health conditions are initiated over extended periods as a result of COVID vaccination. MedSafe, the media and the New Zealand government are telling us that COVID-19 vaccines are safe and effective, but they are not publishing any comparable data. A computer systems developer working at the Ministry of Health noticed that death rates among vaccinated populations were unusually high and blew the whistle. He has been arrested and charged with dishonestly accessing health data. His job, actually. Who do you believe? The researchers in Korea who have published analysis of millions of post-vaccination health records officially made available by their government, or our government, that's the UK government again, who are still refusing to make health records available whilst insisting that COVID-19 vaccination is safe and effective. I know who I believe. I've had no doubt about this since the beginning. I'm not going to go into more detail, but the Colombian health minister tells the Senate COVID vaccines are the greatest experiment carried out in human history. So this truth is all coming out and people are just going to be waking up in droves when they realise what their governments have done to them. There's a couple of uh, things I want to cover on the Bidens. The first is about Joe Biden, $24 million from foreign nationals. House GOP formalizes Biden impeachment inquiry, releases resolution ahead of planned vote. Ahead of next week's vote to formally move forward with the Biden impeachment inquiry, Representative Kelly Armstrong 
Republican North Dakotas released a 14-page resolution that would authorize the investigation. It's time for the House to take the next step in the Biden impeachment investigation and adopt an impeachment inquiry resolution. The White House and multiple witnesses have repeatedly refused to cooperate with the investigation and have rejected subpoenas. Despite this refusal, the investigation has uncovered alarming details that demand further scrutiny, said Armstrong in a statement. The Biden family and associates received more than $24 million from foreign nationals. Joe Biden received $200,000 from his brother James Biden. The same day, James received a $200,000 loan from a failing rural hospital operator. Joe Biden also received $40,000 in laundered Chinese money from his brother and sister-in-law. It's become clear that the Biden family sold influence around the world using Joe Biden's name as the product. An investigation in any jurisdiction around the country would move forward if it had these facts. A vote on an impeachment inquiry puts the House in the best position to prevail in court and uncover the truth, Armstrong continued. I'm not going to go into any more about that because I've got another interesting article to share. But I and many other people have been questioning why they haven't gone after Biden for deliberately opening the border to all these illegal immigrants. And he reversed all of Trump's policies on the border as soon as he got in and incentivized millions of illegals to come into the country, which is failing to protect the country's borders, which is a a treason offence, which is much more serious than the bribery accusations. The Republicans have already suggested in impeaching Mayorkas for his failure to close the border, but he's not the top guy. They really need to go over the people who are responsible for giving those orders. I've got an interesting article from Brian Cates on Rise of the New Media newsletter about the Hunter Biden indictments that were announced this week. And it's a different take from most other people's. The title is Expect More Criminal Indictments of Hunter Biden as the Wise Special Counsel Forces Fake News to Focus on the Biden Crime Family's Very Real Foreign Bribery Schemes. The issue of whether or not the illegal foreign bribery happened is now moot. And it's got a a tweet from Chili Noir. Hunter will not be offered a new sweetheart plea deal. Most importantly, more indictments will follow. Foreign money laundering, failure to register as a foreign agent, bribery, he's in trouble. Kudos to Chill for figuring this out. Of course, you're going to see people sticking to their pet narrative as this happens. As Hunter gets hit with more criminal indictments from the special counsel's office over the course of time, that this is just more cover-up to block the congressional investigations into the Biden crime family's illegal foreign bribery schemes. You know what would happen at the end of any successful congressional investigation into the Biden crime family's crimes? Do you? I do. I've been covering this stuff for a long time. What would happen is that Comer and his committee would send a referral for prosecution to the DOJ. 
it would then be up to the appointed special counsel, David Weiss, who has been investigating the Biden crime family since 2017, to look at the evidence and make a charging decision based on the criminal referral the House committee sent him. But Weiss is already criminally indicting the Biden crime family's bagman. And Weiss just did this last indictment in a way that forces everyone to look right at where all this money Hunter Biden didn't pay taxes on actually came from. The money Hunter Biden didn't report as income and didn't pay any taxes on and filed false tax returns to hide from the IRS came from foreign countries. Weiss is pointing right at the foreign bribery scheme with his latest indictment and he will continue to do so. It'll help if you think of this as watching an onion being peeled, layer by layer. The tax felony charges prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Biden crime family's illegal foreign bribery schemes were very real. What exactly in this highly politicised case do you think Weiss is doing, forcing the partisan fake news media to reluctantly cover with this extensive and highly documented indictment, exhaustively laying out in great itemised detail all this dirty money Hunter Biden was being handed by foreign countries that he wasn't reporting as income and that he wasn't paying any taxes on. The death knell just sounded for one of the Biden crime family's favourite false narratives and the partisan fake news media's favourite defence of the Biden crime family and I'll tell you why it's dead. Nobody from this point forward can say the Biden crime family's illegal foreign bribery schemes did not exist because Hunter Biden was just indicted by the special counsel's office based on rock-solid documentary evidence for illegally hiding and not paying taxes on the profits from his cut from these illegal foreign bribery schemes. How could the special counsel be indicting anybody for any crime related to millions of dollars in foreign money they never received? Hunter obviously did receive the money. The indictment details the transfer of all those millions of dollars and then very helpfully itemises for us how Hunter didn't pay any taxes on it. If Hunter's being criminally prosecuted for not paying taxes on his cut of the foreign bribery, I'll bet you all the other people inside the Biden crime family also did the same damn thing Hunter did with their cut of the foreign bribery money. That is, every Biden crime family member that got a cut of the foreign bribery money did exactly what Hunter did. They hid the money, they did not report it as income, they filed false tax returns. Even if you were dumb enough to declare illegally gained profits in your tax return, you'd have to invent a fake explanation for where that money came from. You'd end up committing a federal felony when you signed the fraudulent tax return. Joe and Jim and every other Biden crime family member getting a cut of the illegal profits hid that money and didn't pay their taxes on it. How could they have? How would they explain to the IRS where the money came from? So they didn't report the income and even if they did, they filed a false tax return either way because they would have lied in their filing about where the money came from. Does anybody remember how a RICO prosecution to take down a mafia family unfolds? You don't start at the top, first prosecuting the big mafia boss himself 
and then go for the street-level soldiers, for one thing. You start with the lesser, more easily provable, convictable crimes committed by the lower people as you work your way up the crime family's chain of command, like tax evasion pointing right at a RICO foreign bribery scheme, which is what this latest Biden crime family indictment does. Corporate fake news media is about to end up in a very bad place after years of covering up for the Biden crime family. They're about to report extensively on the criminal case Weiss is building against the first son. Understand, after this latest indictment from the special counsel, fake news is being compelled to report on the exact figures, the extensively detailed amounts of money that Hunter Biden was handed by foreign countries where he didn't pay taxes on his cut of it. And it's apparent if you read the indictment, most of this bribery cash from foreign countries, where Hunter is the guy being handed all this money, an awful lot of that money did not stay in Hunter Biden's hands. Where did the rest of the foreign bribery money go? Who did Hunter hand the rest of the cash off to? Who else got a cut of the profits? Fake news doesn't want you to know, but Weiss is going to be telling them in other indictments that are coming. Look at the massive attention this last indictment of a Biden crime family member got in the media. What happens when Weiss drops the illegal foreign lobbying indictment on Hunter? When he drops illegal foreign bribery indictment on him? Ignore those indictments? How could the fake news possibly pull that off? This is just tax evasion you're hearing right now. True, but what was the source of the money Hunter wasn't paying taxes on? Is Weiss doing even one thing to try to hide where the money came from in this new California indictment? Of course not. Weiss lays out in exhaustive detail exactly where this money came from. China, Ukraine, Russia, Romania. This indictment establishes beyond all question that Hunter Biden was acting as the bagman for an illegal foreign bribery scheme by detailing the transfer of all the foreign funds into his hands and how he didn't pay his taxes on his cut of the profits from this criminal enterprise. Now let's address a new talking point I see making the rounds today. The DOJ just indicted Hunter Biden again in California to prevent his testimony before the Congressional Committee when he appears in response to the subpoena on the 13th. Weiss indicted Hunter to cause him to either not appear or not say anything substantive if he did. Uh, what? Let me explain this clearly. Hunter Biden would have done nothing in any congressional testimony but insist he is innocent and then take the fifth even if this latest indictment from Weiss hadn't dropped just now. You think that new indictment changed the script in any way as far as how a Hunter appearance for congressional testimony would have gone? You really thought Hunter would cough up substantial testimony to the committee while he was already under criminal indictment from the Delaware Grand Jury? Really? Why would you think that? I'll tell you how any congressional testimony from Hunter Biden would have gone, even if this latest indictment from Weiss via the grand jury in California, hadn't appeared. He'd have sat there with a lawyer on either side of him and he'd read a statement insisting he was innocent and then he'd have pled the fifth, refused to give a substantive answer to any questions he was asked. And now that this latest indictment has dropped from Weiss, the exact same thing will happen, 
if Hunter shows. So this stupid talking point is now making the rounds that Hunter Biden would have spilled his guts before the Congressional Committee next week if only this freaking indictment hadn't just dropped now. No, he would not have spilled his guts to the committee next week if this latest indictment had not dropped. He would have sat there with a lawyer on either side of him, carefully running each answer by them before giving a non-answer to questions put to him or pleading the fifth. Anybody thinking it would go any differently from this is engaging in fantasy. Hunter's likely to get indicted in D.C. next, After reading this new indictment for myself, I'm going to remind people of something. I said after Weiss dropped the new indictment on Hunter's head after his Delaware sweetheart deal fell apart, that you would see Weiss indict Hunter with additional felony charges in California and D.C. I was laughed at for making that claim. Now Weiss just indicted Hunter in California, so you know what's coming next, right? At this point, does special counsel Weiss and his investigators know who the other people were that were involved in this illegal foreign bribery scheme, how big their cut of the profits was, and if they paid or avoided the taxes on those profits? Of course they knew who got the money from Hunter, how much they got, and what taxes they did or did not pay. They've traced all of this. They know who got the millions of dollars that Hunter didn't keep for himself. Can Wise charge Hunter with not paying taxes on the profits from an illegal foreign bribery scheme, detail exactly how many millions of dollars were given to Hunter in illegal bribes, without clearly demonstrating to all observers that the bribery scheme is real? No, he can't do that. That's why the reality of the foreign bribery schemes is the entire foundation on which this latest indictment of Hunter rests. That's why I'm now saying you will see more indictments from the Wise Special Counsel, and some of these indictments will come from a grand jury seated by the Special Counsel in the District of Columbia, i.e. Washington, D.C. A lot of the U.S. end of the foreign bribery scheme pipeline was in the D.C. area, the D.C.-Virginia-Maryland corridor, That's why you will see Weiss file the Farrah violation felonies and the bribery felonies against Hunter there. Keep watching, this story is far from over. And what he's basically pointing to is that it will reveal all the other Biden family criminals who've been involved in this bribery scheme. So it'll go up the chain right to Biden. So... That will then support this impeachment inquiry that's going to be starting soon. So there you have it for this week. Just remember to keep focusing on gratitude that all of this is being revealed and focusing on the outcome that we all want to get rid of these corrupt psychopaths and satanists and criminals and the power of collective consciousness will work miracles, I can assure you. So that's all I have time for this week. Thank you for listening. I hope you'll join me next week for another Cosmic Creating show. Again, you can find me at thesuccessalchemist.net. And thank you to Nancy for producing and Derek Condit for sponsoring Cosmic Reality Radio. Find him at mysticalwares.com. And so until next time, stay well, be safe, and bye for now.
You have been listening to Cosmic Creating with Jan Shaw, updating current reality, a production of CosmicReality.com. Thank you.